Neurodiverse, neurodivergent. These terms refer to more than just ADHD. And do they help us convey the differences between our brains and those of others? Just what does it mean to be neurospicy and are you? All that and more right now. Hi, I'm David. Maybe something about my story will sound familiar to you. I was a business owner working in marketing who had somehow managed to make it all the way to my 40s before I discovered that the thing that was torpedoing my world was ADHD. So I went on a quest. I was looking for a coach and I found the amazing Dana Rayburn. I saw such dramatic results that I thought more people need a dose of Dana in their lives. And the Kick Some ADHD podcast was born. All right, Dana, spicy food, yes or no? Yes, 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 please. All the spicy food, right? Right, well, not spicy enough to burn my eyeballs out. Oh, okay. Spicy enough that I know I'm eating it. Yeah, yeah, I've always loved spicy food. It, it, it makes me wonder, with our two-rat study here, Dana. <laughs> rat is, one and rat two. Rat one and rat two. Is this an, <laughs> is this an ADHD trait? Do we, do we like spicy food? Is this a thing we have? Mm, David, I don't think we can go far enough to say that. I would love to. I would love to say a new symptom, but we're not going to. Do we think our sample size is too small? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, probably our sample size is too small. We do like spicy things in life, but does that necessarily translate to spicy food? I mean, I'm sure it doesn't necessarily, but it's it's kind of fun to think about because like, you know, all we're looking for all the time, am I right? It's just a little sizzle. Yes. In life. Something to capture our attention. And spicy food will certainly capture our attention. I think it does, at least for me. But of course, we're not talking about spicy food today. <laughs> we're not. No. What are we talking about? Yeah. We're, 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 I love this question that you've asked. Are you neurospicy? <laughs> I know we talked about this on another episode or we used the term somewhere along the line. Or, you yeah. mentioned it last week. David, and I'd heard it from a client, a private client, uh, a few months ago, and it kind of struck me, and then you used it last week, and I thought, oh, wouldn't that be fun to unpack that one and talk about it? Because I'm not convinced I like the term. (laughs) Okay, all right. And um, I want to know what you feel about that, and also leave it open to our listeners. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 fun because of course you know the terminology has been passed around for a while. I remember the one that caught my attention first was um, when there was the hashtag that came along on Twitter. Uh, neuro, hold on. Now I'm now I'm gonna. It was neuro, not di- neuro di- neurodiverse squad. Neuro, in fact, it was in my Twitter profile for a long time. Hashtag neurodiverse squad. And that was the one that I saw that I was like, oh, I like that because it's fun. It makes you feel like you're part of something and it's neurodiverse. Also, it was Danny Donovan, who was a big Twitter influencer. And I think now she's on TikTok, although, <laughs> probably, you know, not I'm not using TikTok. We don't but, know because we don't use TikTok. Yeah, there's a reason I'm not there. But um, she was the one that sort of became all suddenly well-known because she had done the drawing. I don't know if you mm-hmm. remember this, Dana. It was like ADHD storytelling versus like, you know, everybody else, regular storytelling. And uh-huh. the regular one was a straight line from here to the end, you know. And then the, the ADHD storytelling followed this crazy path that was all over the place with side journeys and things. And yeah. I was, it made the rounds. And of course, she had tagged it with her name. So she became sort of well known because of that. And, uh, and I remember her, her being the one that I saw first say, 
neurodiverse squad. And I just never run across that term. I thought that was fun, you know, so I adopted neurodiverse for a while. Yeah. And then and then now we're throwing neurospicy into it. So yeah. Yeah. let's talk about first before we get into neurospicy, let's talk about neurodivergent because I do like to have people have some sort of a clue about what we're talking about. Oh, that makes sense. Imagine Why not? imagine yeah. that. Right. Imagine that. I mean, who knew? <laughs> <laughs> so neurodivergent, neurodiverse, and neurodivergent, they're non-medical terms. And they describe ways of thinking and or and being that are different from what society considers air quotes normal. I feel those air quotes, Dana. Yes. Do you feel them? I feel them. You, you yeah. feel them? So neurotypical are also air quotes in that. I mean, what in the heck is normal? We're definitely not. And I think most people aren't normal. But anyway, um, we seem to be more different than a lot of people are. So our brains work differently. Some of us are less equal than others. Is the, yes. <laughs> like to borrow from George Orwell. <laughs> <laughs> yes, some yeah. of us are less equal than others. Uh, so neurodivergent includes medical and non-medical conditions. ADHD is in there. Autism spectrum, dyslexia, other learning challenges, bipolar, OCD, anxiety, Tourette's, yada yada yada, on and on and on. Those are all included in that neurodivergent definition. Yeah. And I like that term. It's it's actually it seems somehow it seems more uh, scientific sounding to me than neurodiverse. Because mm -hmm. neurodivergent has that sort of yeah, yes, it's diverse, but also it diverges. It it it, it deviates from the the sort of normal course uh, in that sense. And I and I also like it because it allows us to identify with a larger group. Not that we're looking for, to label ourselves or or become identified with whatever we've been diagnosed with. But we, we, there are a sort of group of us out here who have brains that are just different. Right. And, and it helps to belong to a group. Yeah. It helps to know you've got a community of other people that think like you. One of the big challenges with ADHD is often people think they're all alone in this. That's so they true. Don't, they re don't think that anyone else is struggling like they do or have these peculiar, peculiar, oh, there's another word I can't say. David, <laughs> you know, the darn thing about the podcast is we keep uncovering words I can't say. I, I, it's um, always a joy, Dana. When it <laughs> <laughs> Pe peculiarities. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, that other people don't seem to have. And and so that is something that I think is important to bring us into a community. Yeah, I agree. And also it's it's the case that many of us who have ADHD also have one or more of those other things you just listed a few minutes ago, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, like most of us do. Right. And they're, I call them coexisting conditions. The official term is comorbid. I mean, what? Who thinks of these terms for us? Comorbid. Oh, it's such an attention awful deficit. Term. Yeah, you know, broken brain. No, there's nothing like that. But it's just, I mean, they. It's ugh, come yeah. On. It, it's and the idea that you have thing. more than one disease at a time. That's literally <laughs> what it means. It's like, it's, yeah. Oh, and thank you for say, that. Yeah. So most of us have more than one thing going on. Yeah. Um, I've got um, learning challenges, dyscalculia, math challenges, and ADHD. And that is, so you know, that's me. A but lot you of said it have. correctly, Dana. 
Well, I said it really fast because there's a in there that yeah. I'm... No, you pulled it off. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. Is it, is it the case... Am I right? Isn't it the case that, that the most common coexisting condition with ADHD is probably anxiety at some level? Is that... Am I remembering um, Anxiety right? and or depression. And or depression, yeah. And then my question always there is, is it depression and anxiety because the ADHD is ruling? Right. You can't get the your stuff together enough so you get depressed and anxious or are it which or is the anxiety or and or depression coming on their own right right and and is one causing the other <laughs> you know is there yeah. a is there a correlation here or just causation right yes yeah and i anyway I, that's a whole different conversation yeah, no it truly is it truly is so yeah that's an that's an interesting way to think and of course I think that anybody who listens to this podcast on a regular basis, whether you have ADHD or you're listening because you encounter people with ADHD, you know what it is to be neurodivergent. Our, our, we just think differently. We act differently. We're motivated differently. Our brains do not have the same wiring as a quote-unquote <laughs> neurotypical person. He did the air quotes I thing did. too, everybody. Yeah. 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 But um, I also think it's helpful for us when we find ourselves in a group like this to not just be able to set aside the notion that we're somehow broken, but also that we are able to feel understood. You know, as you pointed out, a lot of us have felt alone. And it's one thing to find out you're not alone, but it's another thing to encounter people who get it, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's one thing that I love in the Success Club is... Yes, they love me and what they're learning, but they also love this opportunity to be able to talk to each other. Yeah. It be- it becomes like this little mini support group. Yeah. Um yeah. and and I and people with ADHD need that support. We really do. Yeah. yeah. Because it's we don't need to be fixed, we don't need to be cured, we don't need to be turned into a normal person. And if we ever come across on this podcast or anything we say or do that we think we do, that's not what we're talking about. We need to be able to somehow fit the way we think and act into the world without losing the beauty of how we think and act. Exactly. You know, we're necessary. I mean, even even biologically, if you think about it from an evolutionary standpoint, I listened to a lecture series a few years ago by a guy who was talking about the brain, and it was a fantastic lecture series. And he deviated in one of the lectures into a topic that that dealt directly with this idea that back, if you th- if you accept the idea that maybe humans evolved, the Homo sapiens species as we know them today, right, evolved somehow from the African savanna, you have this population of people, nomadic people or whatever, and most people are doing the thing that most people are doing, but there is this little subset, and we're out here kind of wandering around and exploring unexplored territory, (laughs) and we're the ones that discovered, for example, when the predators are coming, (laughs) you know? Yeah. You can't have everybody thinking that way, but some people need to just be out there taking risks and thinking differently. You know, we we don't need to all think the same way. And it was a it was a really powerful idea. He said it of course much more eloquently than this. And now I'm looking for his name and I'm not going to be able to I find it. I think we could start a rumor that fire was invented by someone with ADHD. <laughs> was- I mean, if they can go and back diagnose Einstein and Benjamin Franklin and Michelangelo and 
Leonardo da Vinci, Jefferson, shall we? Anyone? Da Vinci, yeah. people go back and back diagnose then. Can't we go back, invent? Absolutely. Fire was invented. You heard it here first, everyone. Fire was invented by someone with ADHD. Or maybe, well, I mean, maybe we didn't invent it. Maybe we saw the, the you know, the something burning because of a lightning strike or whatever. And we're like, huh, I wonder if I can replicate that. <laughs> you know, so like the ability to start fire maybe was invented. <laughs> I feel like I could get behind we, that one. <laughs> we made it up here, folks. Yes, we did. Yeah, you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's get back to our our neurodivergence term. We are a little squirrely today, David. Hey, aren't we? Imagine hello. That. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, just as differences in race, ethnicity, sexual orientation, other aspects of human diversity are being more accepted and respected in society as a whole, we hope we also are looking for a mix more acceptance of people whose brains work differently. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. We need to be understood. We need to be supported so we can live robust, full, well-functioning lives on our terms. Exactly. And we don't fit into the common molds in many ways, not just the workplace, nope. but also educational systems nope. and relationships and lifestyle, like all of it. You know, we, we have, and I think there's just a, a tendency because the core of society or some bell curve group of people fit into whatever p patterns there's a tendency to assume we're the ones that are broken but i'm not sure we're broken and we've already said this so i'm not trying to rehash it but okay here's my theory okay they were able to just sit still long enough and finish <laughs> the reports or whatever finish the study yeah it's like to the it's like the the what, what the victor gets to write history. <laughs> like, yeah, like they were yeah. The ones. I mean, we there may be you know who knows. Yeah. If we were allowed <laughs> to write the DSM six, what would it say? <laughs> <laughs> They're all boring. No, that's not true. If not if I don't want to be painted with a broad brush, say that five times. Broad brush, broad brush, broad brush. Um, if I don't want to be painted with a broad brush, then we don't want to paint neuronormal people with the broad brush. I agree. I agree. So I, I think we get the idea of what neurodivergent means, but it's also a little boring, isn't it? Am I right? I mean, the word neurodivergent is a little... Neurodivergent. It's, yes, yeah, it's boring. It's a little bit like the, the economist that was in Ferris Bueller. 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 Ben Stein. Was that Ben Stein? Yes, um, I believe so. Bueller. <laughs> neurodivergent. Neurodivergent. It's, so that's why I like the term neurospicy. It's it just it's a little fun. I mean, am I right? It's a little fun. It is fun. It's yeah. less intimidating. It's more fun. I also like it because it seems less like a disorder. It's yeah. less like there's something wrong with us. We are we are broken. I mean, okay, some people like bland food. We're getting back to the food analogy. But if you want to spice it up, you add spice, right? So if you want to spice up your world, add some neurospicy people to it. Am I right? Come on. I mean, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, everybody. Yeah. But but do you see what I mean, Dana? See, I'm trying to win you over, like, to neurospicy. It's there's a um, it's a, there's a little bit of playfulness. It also takes a little bit of the um, a little bit of the seriousness away, which maybe that's a good thing, or maybe. Maybe I mean we're not trying to make a joke out of it either. That we're that's different. the thing, David. Okay. That's my challenge is because I I feel like if it depends on the situation, but there are times when it actually makes it sound very childish okay. and not serious. Um, when my when my beautiful intelligent 
um, absolutely amazing niece was a little girl. She used to say, I got the boo-boo. I got the boo-boo. And, you know, she would be bleeding all over and you'd be laughing at her because it was so cute and funny. So um, I don't. I don't want to make light of something that is is impacting our lives often in detrimental ways until we learn how to work with it and is serious. Okay. I and mean, that's what I'm worried about the term neurospicy. So maybe it depends on the situation. I agree. I think I think context matters here, right? You know, there are times when you've got white lab coats around and you need to use the term like neurodivergent, you know, maybe. But I think I think you could pull it off in a in a like in a business environment, when you're when you're trying to help people understand that those who have different brains and different wiring add something to the picture, and you want them involved in stuff, you want some neurospicy people. I think you. I think done right. I think you can pull it off. I think if it sounds like you're saying it, like I got some boo boo. Okay, then maybe you know. Boo boo. <laughs> then maybe. I'm gonna throw it's... something else in there too, David. Okay. What's Does that? it depend on who's using the term? Would a woman be considered less serious if she's using it than a man? Oh, ouch! In the business world, ouch! That's an ugly thing to think about, it and is. maybe very true. And it might be. And I think, I think, I think a lot of it depends on who it, who the woman is. I think maybe. I don't know. This is one of those things. I'm not a woman, so I can't actually speak to what the experience of women would be. But I can say, for me, there are times when someone can pull off something that sounds a little bit less serious and still get meaning across and maybe gender factors into that <laughs> in some way. Like sometimes, I don't know, it depends on who it is. I don't know. That's yeah, my theory. I think it depends on who it is and it depends on the situation and reading the situation, which, oh my God, is not a great strength for many people with ADHD. Some of us are pretty good at it. Yeah, but others but, of us who might be, for example, on the autism spectrum and yeah. maybe reading neurotypical facial or nonverbal cues is not the strongest thing we do, then maybe maybe we're not going to read that room correctly, yeah. so to yeah. speak. Yeah, maybe so. I, we're not answering the, everybody's question here. We're not giving them a neurospicy or not. I think, yeah, so I guess, but I think it's fine. I think maybe what we do, Dana, is ask, how about you, dear listener? (laughs) What do you think? I mean, do you like the term neurospicy? Does it add a little something for you or does it feel a little childish? Maybe. And can we use it in certain situations and not in others? Yeah. Yeah. Is this an in-group term and not an out-group term? In other words, do we use it when we're talking amongst ourselves and do we use something more sophisticated sounding perhaps when we're talking to the to the nts the neurotypicals of the world <laughs> to the to the hr director or whomever maybe so maybe so but why don't you dear listener let us know what do you think what are, what are you hearing what do you like do you have a favorite term for this what are your thoughts you can sound off by shooting us an email just open your email app right now send it to hello at kicksomeadhd.com we get those emails and we read them so it'd be fun to hear what you have to say and uh, and 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 let us know. Is this neurodivergent more serious? Is neurospicy too childish? Are they both fun? What do you think? We'd like to know. I've made up my mind. Oh, we have you. Okay. Where do you land? I land in neurospicy when it's a lighter, fun 
conversation and neurodivergent, neurodiverse when it's a more serious conversation. I think that's a fair way to land. I like that. I like that. That That's my decision, and I'm sticking to it for now for as long as I can remember it. <laughs> because you are neurospicy. <laughs> So, you know, and, and when the time comes to pull out one of those terms out of my hat, well, I may not remember them anyway. We'll just see which one it is that emerges. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So true. So very All true. All right, David. Hey, thanks for hashing this over with me. I appreciate it. Yeah, I like it. I appreciate you bringing it up. I think it's a it's an interesting uh, conversation to have and also a fair conversation for us to discuss and, and devote a podcast episode to because... We're all the time faced with how do we communicate what's going on. And I think it's interesting to have some more, you know, items in the toolbox, so to speak. Yes, sir. Exactly. All right, listener. Thanks for being here today. And go out and kick yourself some ADHD. Pow! So what do you think? Is Kick Some ADHD making a difference in your life? If so, join the movement. Help Dana and me help more people. Just share Kick Some ADHD with your people and leave a rating and review in your podcast app. It does help us spread the word that living with ADHD doesn't have to be so hard. <laughs>